0: Welcome to New View Advice. I'm your host, Amanda Derosier, and I invite you to join me here each week as I offer advice on how to move through whatever problem or trauma is holding you back from living life to the fullest. Let's get started. Hi, beautiful soul. Welcome back to New View Advice. If you're new here, this is a healing-centered advice podcast where I offer guidance for the healing journey. It's not my intention to give you all the answers. I believe you have all the answers. You just may need a new view and a little help along the way. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. In this episode, we'll be discussing how do you make a relationship work when you love your partner, but their parents disapprove of you because you're from a different religion or culture. In this episode, I will be answering a question from a listener who is struggling after a breakup. Her and her ex broke up because his family did not approve of her because she is from a different culture. They have struggled to communicate about the problem, and now she wants to know if she should wait for him or if it's time to move on. My intention for this episode is to help you to learn how to navigate familial relationships when you are both from different cultures, backgrounds, and religions, learn to communicate effectively, and how to confidently decide what is best for you, waiting for your ex or moving on. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to mention that if you haven't checked out my website, I invite you to head over there after the episode where there are more free resources, more podcast episodes, journal prompts, meditations, and more to assist you on your healing journey. You can check that out at newviewadvice.com. With that, let's jump on in. Hi, Amanda. I love your podcast, and you have helped me through so much since I found you. My boyfriend and I recently broke up. We were together for three years, and all of a sudden, his family said they will never accept me. They come from an Arabic culture, and I am American. I don't think they ever took our relationship seriously and once we started talking about marriage and me going on their family trip, they started trying to control our relationship. We are young and he still lives at home so he can't just go against his parents, but I feel that if he truly loved me, he would stick up for me. Also, his family still holds a grudge against me for a fight that we had over a year ago. We had another issue because I have been going out to some clubs with my friends for the past few weekends of our relationship and he did not like that and thought it was disloyal, even though I never did anything that I thought would hurt him. I apologized and said I was okay not going out anymore if that makes him uncomfortable. I recently spoke with my now ex-boyfriend and he claims that maybe he wants to be together in the future after we've had some time apart and have had time to work on ourselves. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells and if I do anything that he doesn't approve of, like go out, he'll cut me off and we'll never get back together. I don't want to sit around and wait because I feel that I deserve better than that, but I am also trying to be understanding of his situation and not blame him for his parents trying to manipulate and control him. He's still responsible for his choices, but I feel like he's confused and needs time to figure out who he is and how to navigate tough situations like this. I need help being okay while I'm waiting for these months or most likely years. I think the part that hurts me and confuses me the most is that there's no guarantee that we will work things out. I was actually more okay before we had this conversation about reconnecting in the future. I knew that it was over and I felt that I didn't have to be perfect all the time or prove myself to anyone. Now I feel that I have to always be on my best behavior and can't mess up or he will pull away again and hurt me again. Regardless, I love him so much and our relationship was good overall. I don't want to give up hope, but I feel like I have to choose to either move on or wait for him. I'm so hurt and confused. Please help. What do I do? Thank you so much for this question. I'm so sorry that you're currently moving through this breakup and it sounds like it's been a difficult process to navigate. So I just want to honor that. This sounds like a really challenging and complicated situation, so I think all the confusing feelings you have make sense, and I don't think you are alone with this, and I just want to thank you for asking this question because I think many people can relate to this question and can relate to a part of this question, if not all of your questions, so I just want to thank you for asking this because I think that this is a great conversation we can have today. So I've divided your question into three parts, so first we're going to talk about how do we navigate relationships when our families are of different cultures and are not as accepting of our relationships as we would like. Second, we're going to talk about how do we navigate disagreements about what makes us comfortable versus what makes our partner comfortable. And third, we are going to talk about should I move on or wait to see if we get back together. So the first part of the question I want to discuss today is how do we navigate relationships when our families are of different cultures and are not as accepting of our relationship as we would like? So first I want to honor how challenging this must have been and how hard it must have been to feel like you weren't accepted by his family because of your culture. Nobody likes to not be accepted because of who they are. And you can't change where you're from, right? You can't change where you were born. You can't change that about yourself. So I just want to honor that because it's definitely a challenging situation to navigate with a lot of feelings. We are human beings and we desire acceptance. It's one of those core things we all want, acceptance and belonging. So when we are not accepted, it can be incredibly painful. So I just want to honor that. And I want to say that unfortunately, these situations are all too common. I think many people have experienced not being accepted for who they are, including because of their religion or culture. So I know I've talked about this before when it comes to my own relationship, but I also experienced something similar like this when I first started dating my partner, Evan. He is Jewish and I'm not Jewish. I grew up with a Catholic background. I'm not Catholic. I don't identify as Catholic. You can listen to my episode on religious trauma if you want to learn more about my experience with religion. But anyways, I am not Jewish and Evan is Jewish. So we experienced some difficulties within our family structures when we first started dating. Our families have been open-minded and very supportive of our relationship, especially our immediate families. But naturally, being from different cultures, we did experience a few speed bumps and a few learning curves that we had to work through together. But the most resistance we experienced was from both of our grandparents. And I think it's very common that when combining cultures for the first time, it's going to be the eldest generation that has the hardest time with it. And I think each generation after that will most likely have an easier time. This won't always be the case. There's no one situation fits all. But I just think that the elder generations have the hardest time with change. I think the older we get, we become more fixed on our ways. So when we are young and we're forming these romantic partnerships, we can kind of get the most pushback from older generations. And so before I jump into the specific listener question, I wanted to give my general take on multicultural relationships. So my biggest piece of advice for navigating these types of situations is that it's important for you and your partner to be on the same side. I really think you two have to be a team. If you two are discussing marriage, then you're talking about becoming family. And when we're in long-term relationships, marriages, engagements, those are the formings of family, right? Our partner is the beginning of our new family, the new family we are forming. And so it's important that you learn how to navigate your extended family and that you do it together as a team. And it sounds like in your situation, you're both young and your ex still lives with his family, which would make it even more difficult. But I think that it's important when navigating family relationships that you two learn to support each other. I know this is incredibly important in my relationship and this leads me into my next piece of advice which is that it's really important to learn how to communicate clearly and effectively and that communication is going to start within your relationship first. You guys are facing a challenge or you did face a challenge and it's important for you two to learn how to communicate about how you're feeling about this situation together so then you can come out as a united front with your family because oftentimes our families view us still as children. So when you're in that situation where it's you and his family, they're viewing him as their son, as their brother, whatever the family relationship is, but they're not viewing him as your partner first. They're viewing him in their own lens first. And so it's important when you are starting to create new dynamics within family situations is to remain that united front so that people can see that things are changing, right? There's a new dynamic forming and that you are becoming a part of this family as well. This is a lot easier said than done. I know that this wasn't always easy in my relationship, especially at the beginning. I often felt that I had to stand up for myself when Evan wouldn't do that for me at the beginning of our relationship, but it was also my responsibility to learn how to tell Evan how I was feeling. So when we first started dating, I didn't know how to really articulate how I was feeling. I would get angry and I would act out from that anger rather than learning how to communicate about that anger. And by learning to communicate effectively, I was able to learn how to vocalize my feelings, and what I learned is many times, Evan wasn't aware of how I was feeling. So as always, communication is really a foundation of a successful relationship. I think in all relationships, family relationships, romantic partnerships, friendships, co-working situations, healthy, clear communication is really a foundation of creating a healthy relationship. I think that oftentimes when somebody tries to change up the norm, so in your situation, you're from a different culture and it sounds like his family wasn't used to somebody from a different culture being welcomed into the family. So it's not uncommon to experience resistance and that's why it's important for you two to learn how to communicate effectively and healthily and in a clear way first so then you can communicate with your families. Because people don't love change, right? And people who haven't changed and aren't growing and aren't learning and aren't working on themselves aren't necessarily going to change. It's going to take you and your partner changing first and then everybody else will have to adjust to this new way of being. My other question that I was wondering from reading your question was, have you and your ex had difficult conversations about being from different cultures? And I don't mean like, have you discussed that you're from different cultures? I think you're both aware of that. But have you really taken the time to discuss the pain points and the differences in the way you were brought up and the differences within your culture and the different familial expectations, the different societal expectations? But have you guys taken the time to really get to know each other and each other's culture? Because I think it's important when combining cultures to really begin to understand one another's cultures. You know, when I first started dating Evan, I really didn't understand what it meant to be Jewish. I really didn't understand the Jewish culture. And the more I got to know Evan, the more I got to know Evan's family, I realized that we were from different cultures and that it was my responsibility to understand his culture rather than judge his culture. And in order for us to have a healthy relationship, it was very important for me to bring my own understanding and compassion to our relationship and that we're different. For a long time, I viewed us really similarly, right? We both grew up in Massachusetts. We both grew up in the suburbs of Boston. We both went to Boston University. We both had similar upbringings in a lot of ways, but we also had different upbringings in a lot of ways, and it was important for us at the beginning of our relationship and throughout our entire relationship, honestly, to continue to understand our cultural differences and to be understanding of one another and to understand that we didn't have to be the same and that there would have to be compromises along the way, but we also had to understand where we were both coming from and where our beliefs came from. And I mention this because I think it's important for you and your ex, if you do decide to get back together, to really have these tough conversations. You know, it's not comfortable to talk about our differences. It's not comfortable to talk about religion and culture and race. It can be uncomfortable. But if you and your partner or your ex are committed to making your relationship work, it's important for you to learn how to have these difficult conversations. I think another important piece to note in this question is that changing familial dynamics, especially those dynamics with parents, it can be incredibly hard for children to stand up to their parents, even in adulthood. And since you're still young, I think you've spent most of your life probably reliant on your parents for supporting and guidance. And in this case, your ex is still living with his parents and they're providing for him. And so it can be really difficult to change the relationships with our parents it's not inherent for us to become adults and then we're just treated differently. We may grow up and certain things change within our relationships with our parents, but a lot of those core beliefs are still there. A lot of those really deep-rooted familial patterns, right? even patterns passed down through the generations are still there. So changing those patterns takes time and patience. And I mention this because I don't think it means he doesn't love you. I think it just may be really hard for him and he may feel torn between his girlfriend and his family. And This is where that healthy communication between you two will help to bring change about. So healing the childhood wounds is really important because in this case, it's probably your partner's inner child that feels torn. Their adult self knows what they want and they feel like an adult, but they may not even know about their inner child. And the inner child is the part of us that is often unhealed and is continuing to play out those patterns from childhood. And if he's not even aware of his childhood patterns, it's going to be harder for him to change them. But this part, this childlike part is likely feeling very torn between family and his relationship and he doesn't know how to navigate this, right? So that's where the healing comes in and that's where the patience comes in and the learning to understand each other on a deeper level and holding space for one another to work through those childhood wounds. You know, I think a part of growing up is learning to stand up to our parents and take responsibility for our own lives. I think that's incredibly important, but I don't think it just happens when we turn 18 years old. I think that a lot of times it involves a conscious effort. And I think every child, no matter the culture, has to learn how to be their own unique self. And so many people just take on their family's beliefs, patterns, and the way they do things without even questioning them, right? So I think bringing different cultures together is actually a really beautiful way for people to see that maybe there's a different way of doing things that we've never thought of. So with that, I just think that it's important for you and your partner to begin to consciously look at where you may be playing out patterns or familial beliefs or looking at those problems within your relationship and communicating effectively about them. Because like you said, your partner is responsible for his own choices, right? Even if his inner child's triggered, even if he's playing out childhood wounds, at the end of the day, he is an adult and he is responsible, so are you for your own life and your own happiness. And if he is going to be your life partner, if you guys are going to get married, then I think you both need to learn how to make difficult decisions. That's life. It's not necessarily fair, but a big part of growing up is just taking on more and more responsibility. And so many people are trying to avoid responsibility, which is why they don't change, which is why they continue to lean on their family, which is why they continue to play out familial patterns because they don't know how to take on responsibility. So I think that though childhood patterns may be playing out, though it is very hard to change those patterns, It is still your responsibility to change those patterns, right? If they're not serving you, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You don't have to throw out everything your family ever said. But it's just important to become conscious of why you do the things you do and why certain decisions may be harder than others, why you may struggle with communication or why it may be hard to stand up to your parents. Being an adult is taking responsibility for your actions. That is what adulthood is. It's being responsible. And through responsibility, there are a lot of gifts, but you have to learn how to be responsible before you can get those gifts of being responsible. Because through responsibility, we learn to take back our power and we learn to take responsibility for ourselves and we learn how to be our own unique self in the world, which is the biggest gift we can give ourselves. But that takes time and patience with ourselves and with our partners, right? It sounds like you two are very young. So, you're probably going to grow together and there's nothing wrong with that. You mentioned that you both are working on growing in this time of not being together, but I also want to note that I think you can grow in relationships. My partner, Evan, and I have been together for 12 years and we have grown together. We are not the same couple we were when we met, not even close, and we have grown together. It has been rocky, it hasn't been easy. There are times I thought, oh, it would be easier to grow on my own. But the truth is, Evan triggered me along the way, which helped me to grow. Every time Evan triggers me, it shows me a mirror of something that I need to look at. Relationships can be one of the fastest ways to grow because you cannot escape yourself. When we are by ourselves, we can create a world that we're really comfortable in, but it's when we invite somebody else in and they trigger us and they show us things that still need to be healed within us, that's where that real pressure cooker growth happens. I hear this all the time that people break up to grow and to work on themselves and you don't have to break up to grow and to work on yourself. There is a balance and each relationship is different. Each person is different. So I just want to offer that point of view because for some people, the answer is going to be to break up. For some people, the answer is going to be to grow together. So just understanding that there's not one solution that fix all can be helpful. And I quickly just want to mention that in regards to that fight that happened over a year ago, I think it's important for you to let go and to understand that if they don't let it go, if his family doesn't let it go, it has nothing to do with you and your relationship. It kind of reminds me of the situation when somebody cheats, and a lot of times the family can struggle to forgive the person who cheated, even if the person who was cheated on forgives that person. So it's going to require, again, you and your partner setting boundaries with his family and being a united front about this fight that maybe happened and maybe setting a boundary that they can't bring it up anymore. You know, you don't deserve to be punished for something that happened over a year ago, especially if you and your partner have moved past it. So I just want to mention that maybe there's a boundary that needs to be set there about that fight that happened a while ago. So now I want to talk about the second part of this question, which is how do we navigate disagreements about what makes us comfortable versus what makes our partner comfortable? So I think this is a really interesting part of your question because I think it sounds like you and your ex are still learning how to navigate disagreements. I find it interesting that he is uncomfortable with you going to clubs because I've heard this many times before. I've talked about this in my one-on-one sessions and I've received this in other questions that one partner is uncomfortable with the other person going out or dancing, drinking, and having fun with friends. And I think that this is where it's really important to build trust within your relationship. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with you going out with your friends. And if you're having fun and being faithful, I think that's important to note. You also don't have to continue to go to clubs anymore. Maybe it's not your thing. But what I think is important for you to look at is I think this disagreement sounds like there may be some mistrust and some insecurity within your relationship. And I think that rather than you just not going to clubs, it's more important for you to dive into the root issue that is arising here. You know, what is triggering him? Does he think you'll cheat? Does he not like your friends? Does he not like what you wear to the clubs? What about going to clubs is disloyal? I really think that it will be helpful for you two to figure this out, what the root issue is, because you mentioned feeling like you're walking on eggshells and the walking on eggshells feeling is likely because you don't know what you may do to upset him or have him accuse you of something. And so you're walking on eggshells because you're afraid of doing something wrong. You don't know what could trigger him. And by getting to the root issue here, you'll be able to decide if you want to change or not. And you'll also feel less like you're walking on eggshells because you'll understand what was actually triggering him. So this is going to really involve having that difficult conversation and really diving into the root here. And if he can't give you a clear answer, if he fights you on this, then I think that itself is an interesting response because you're looking to grow in this relationship. You're looking to communicate better. And so you're going to want to be with somebody who's willing to match your growth and the communication you're looking to bring to this relationship. So when you guys do have this difficult conversation and try to dive into the root issues and discuss disagreements, I think it's important for you to share how you feel And it's important for you not to accuse the other person, but to calmly explain how you feel. So if he's yelling at you, that's not healthy. And it's important for him to learn how to communicate why this upsets him without being immature or emotionally abusive behavior. But the same goes for you. If you feel attacked and then attack him back, that's not going to move the situation forward either. I also think a lot of these conversations need to happen in person or on the phone. I've heard a lot of people talking about fighting through text messages. I really Invite you if you're about to send a nasty text message or a text message that is not mature for lack of a better word, I invite you to take a moment before sending it because texting leaves room for a lack of communication. It leaves room for not understanding somebody's tone. It leaves room for saying things we don't mean, right? It's easier to send a text that's really nasty than to say that nasty thing to somebody's face. So I think that when learning to communicate, I invite you that if you start fighting through text, just set that boundary and be like, we got to stop this conversation here. Let's come back to this in a little bit and let's talk on the phone about it or let's meet up in person. But I really want to mention that I think it's really important to learn how to have these tough conversations face-to-face or even through the phone because texting can lead to a lot of problems. I've had this conversation with many people about the miscommunication through text and also the regret text, right? Sending a text that you don't really mean out of anger. And so if you're looking to learn more about relationship communication, how to communicate effectively and Openly and honestly, I invite you to listen to episode 35, Relationship Communication, How to Talk About Emotions and Feelings in a Relationship. So now I want to quickly talk about part three of your question, which is, should you move on or wait to see if you guys are going to get back together? I think this is an age-old question. Should you wait or move on? As always, this is a personal choice. But I do want to talk about this part where you said that you fear that you have to be on your best behavior or he'll hurt you again. That sounds really restrictive and it's an important thing for you to look at. You know, I think because you say this, it makes sense that you felt more okay when you thought the relationship was over. And I think it's important for you to just dive into this. Why did you feel more okay when the relationship was over? Why do you feel so restricted in this relationship? Is there a way for you to not feel so restrictive in this relationship? Or is choosing this relationship always going to be restricted? I think, again, this comes to you and your partner, or you and your ex having some of these difficult conversations and you communicating how you feel about certain things he says, because maybe he doesn't understand how you feel when he says certain things. I do think it's okay for you to wait and to see if things change, but I do want to mention that I think that waiting years is way too long. I think that if you two get back together in a few years, great, but you shouldn't wait around for somebody for a few years. That doesn't sound fair. And I'm going to be honest with you here, and throughout your question, there has not sounded like there's a lot of consideration for you and your feelings. It does not sound like you are really being considered here, and I'm aware I don't have all the details, so I may not understand the situation fully, but I do invite you to really look at how many times you've been asked to change and compromise, and has your ex been willing to do the same? Relationships are a give and take, and ebb and flow. It's not one person changing and the other person remaining the same. That's going to build resentment, and that's not a foundation for a healthy relationship. As we discussed throughout this episode, I think there probably needs to be some more communication between you and your ex. And I'm talking about healthy communication where you both share your feelings in a safe way. I think that as younger adults, it can be really hard and scary to have these types of conversation, but you guys are adults. And the only way to learn to have these conversations is to actually have them. And if you're going to be together in the future, if you're going to get married, you need to learn how to practice to have these hard conversations. I know for me, having hard conversations used to be really difficult between me and my partner. And we together worked through a few self-help books, a few of them being the five love languages, which I mentioned in a lot of episodes and getting the love you want. Both of those were really helpful. Getting the love you want talks about relationship communication and it offers a framework to assist with that so my partner and I found that really helpful we needed to read a book together we needed a framework to begin to learn how to communicate better together I also want to mention here that I think here in this situation for should you wait or should you move on you're going to have to accept that he did break up with you and that the relationship you once had is over Because in a way, it is over, right? The relationship where you were together for three years is over because decisions were made that broke your trust and that broke his trust, it sounds like. And now, moving forward, you're going to have to rebuild your relationship. And it sounds like you'll be rebuilding a relationship from scratch. And this doesn't mean you don't love each other. It doesn't mean the love disappears. But Relationships require more than love and the new partnership will look different than the old partnership and you will need to rebuild a new foundation that will last you for a lifetime. So in order for you to decide to wait or move on, I think you need to fully grieve this old relationship. I think you need to fully let go of the relationship you once had and through this grieving process, you will then be able to accept that things are different and you'll be able to decide with more clarity if you want to wait or move on. I think the limbo you are keeping yourself in is connected to not fully processing this breakup. And I think it's important for you to treat it like a breakup because one, he did break up with you. That's the reality of the situation. One of the stages of grief is denial. And I think that living in limbo is a part of that denial stage. And it's important for you to Treat it like a breakup because when you do, you'll process the feelings. Even if you get back together, you're still gonna have to process the feelings attached to this breakup. Those feelings don't go away. Real feelings are up for you to look at. It sounds like your trust may have been broken. It sounds like your heart may have been broken. It sounds like there's a lot of feelings that need to be felt, right? What feelings are attached to walking on eggshells? There's a lot for you to process. And then once you do process your feelings, you'll be able to get more perspective on the situation and to see more clearly how you really feel and what you are willing and not willing to compromise on. I hope something in this answer was helpful. Thank you so much for this question. I'm sending you so much love. You deserve to be in a loving, fulfilling relationship where you feel worthy and honored and where you are able to feel safe communicating. And I'm not sure if that's this relationship or not for you, but I just want you to remember your own worthiness, remember your own strength and remember how beautiful you are, right? You're a beautiful soul. I open every episode with that, but it's not a cheesy thing I open every episode with. I truly believe everybody is beautiful in their own right. Everybody has beauty to bring to this world, and it's important for us to remember that about ourselves, how beautiful we are. So thank you again for this question. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of New View Advice. Today, we talked about how to communicate with our families of different cultures, how to navigate disagreements with our partners, and how to decide if we should wait or move on after a breakup. If you enjoyed this episode and you're looking for more support on your healing journey, I do offer one-on-one sessions to help guide you through whatever you may be working through. I think healing relationship patterns, childhood patterns, and learning how to communicate effectively can be really difficult. So I offer one-on-one sessions to assist you in connecting back to yourself and guiding you on the healing journey. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of New View Advice. As always, I hope I was able to offer you a new view on whatever you may be going through. Sending you all my love. See you next time.